Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai, uh, the show all about anime, all about the current season of anime, um, you know, stuff, what should we be watching, what shouldn't we be watching, um, how many of them are isekai, probably too many, um, that was a good intro, that was a fantastic intro, um, I'm Tyler, and we're continuing, man, done a couple of these so far, we're getting deep into the anime season, we're about a third of the way through, uh, most of these episodes so far, we're on episode four, um, which is a third of the way, right? Because most shows are 12 episodes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we're getting into it today. Um, this season continues to be very strong. Um, a few of that is, you know, kind of riding on the backs of some sequels. But there's some good originals out here, some good season ones as well. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into it. So, let's uh, let's just get into the episodes we're talking about today. So, as always, we're starting with uh, if I could just switch it, that'd be nice. Spy Family Season Two. Spy Family Season Two. We got Episode Four. Um, yeah, this one to me, my my main kind of uh, takeaway from this, or my main observation, is that this is more of like a bottle episode. Um, not that it's not important or anything like that, but, um, you know, Spy Family to me is always this interesting show where the main plot, or I would say like the reason why, you know, the events in the show even exist is because of the whole conflict between the East and the West, right? And then we have Lloyd, Twilight trying to stop the whole thing, but that's not really the reason why, <laughs> or at least for me, and I feel like this is true for most other fans of the show is that we don't really care about the east and the west stuff you know we more so just care about the the, the forger family you know them coming together being a family despite all of their secrets that they keep from each other you know that's that's kind of the main the main sauce to the show east and the west stuff doesn't matter so this episode doesn't improve or uh, you know move forward that at all but it does you know, advance yours character a little bit, right? So, um, you know, this whole thing is about her cooking. So her trying to become a better cook, that's been a gag so far on the show about how she doesn't cook and how she's the wife and the mother and she doesn't cook because that's like, um, I don't know, the like, the like stereotypical position for a wife slash mother is to cook, right? Um, <clears throat> but she doesn't and she <laughs> she's just not good at it. But she does learn, and, it, and it's nice because we see a little bit more, you know, other characters, right? We see a couple characters from her work. Um, we see Yuri come in, wasn't expecting that. I forgot that even happened. And it, it, it was nice. You know, it, it, it was also nice because it was a little more emotional than it had any reason to be. Um, which I think is another thing the show does very well. I think I've talked about this before, but how, like, the, you know, the show does a very good job of melding comedy with emotion. You know, it doesn't just lean heavy one way or the other. Um, and, you know, I think this episode did a really good job, too, because she learned to cook, and we have the, the goofs and the gaffs from that. But then we have the moment where uh, the friend, I don't remember the friend's name, but the friend was like, hey, did your mom ever cook anything? And I was like, okay, we got the stew. We're coming up with the stew. And it, it, it was emotional because they, you know, even the little addition of the sour cream there, that was, like, what we needed to travel back. It reminded me a lot of Ratatouille. Um, I'm gonna sneeze. <coughs> oh God! 
Okay, um, remind me a lot of Ratatouille. Remember that moment in Ratatouille <laughs> where, uh, what's his name? The food critic. I don't remember his name, but he ate the Ratatouille and it brought him back to him as a child. And that was like, it, like, it blew his mind, right? He dropped the fork. And so that's kind of what happened here where it's, you know, she had a reason to want to cook. But now she has like a connection to it. You know, she has something where she can visualize the outcome. Whereas before she didn't. She was just like, I want to be a good cook. Which is fair. But, you know, brought her back to when her mom was there. And that, that had me, you know, get, go, going a little bit. Where it's like, oh, no. <laughs> the, 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 not, not the mom. Not the childhood memories. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, brought it back to the family. And they loved it. And, and, and it was nice because... It hit you with that one-two punch where the the second punch was you know the the premonition of your crying but it was happy tears you know and she finally feels like she's done something worthy of being the wife and the mother to the family you know she finally feels like she's being useful you know that was her big um you know her big like self-doubt which was you know she's not doing a good job even though i don't think lloyd would really say that i don't think ani would really say that you know i think both of them are aware of stuff that your isn't good at but you know i don't think either of them were like oh if you're not good at cooking we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna find a new mom you know but that's you know that's that's just your you know that's just how she is and um so yeah i think the episode overall was was really cool again moving forward yours character a little bit um you know but i think overall if we're gonna look even bigger picture Again, we're not quite touching on the East and the West stuff in this episode, but you know, I think bigger picture, I like the end where um, it's like Ralphie or something and Lloyd are together drinking and it's just another instance. Again, it's only episode four, but this is another instance of Lloyd kind of wrestling with his emotional attachment to the job, you know, to the mission. You know, we, you know, because Anya knows everything <laughs> but she still very much loves lloyd and yor because she's a kid their parents she's not an orphanage anymore loves them right yor loves them as well you know she's there because she's an assassin and she is trying to mask any sort of uh, you know suspicion from like the secret police or whatever but she still loves your uh you know lloyd and anya to you know to an extent right um, you know, she is coming into this family and again to her Lloyd and Anya two perfectly normal people that just want love <laughs> You know, I mean it is sort of like a weird arrangement that, that she has with Lloyd But love is still there. You know, she is still trying her best to be a part of the family Lloyd We sitting on Lloyd for a second. Lloyd is the one where he's masterminding this whole thing again He doesn't know yours an assassin he doesn't know Anya can read minds, but this to him is a mission you know to your not really a mission there is you know some some dual benefits some you know some mutual benefit there you know anya knows everything but she still is a kid so she loves her parents with lloyd <clears throat> you know none of this is real none of this is real none of this is supposed to be real he can't let this get real because you can't get attached like that to your mission but you can see again this is not the first time that we've seen this this is at least the third time I would say where he's kind of wrestling with his feelings you know and it's it, it's funny because we've seen other people around him notice this as well and so again I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen 
you know i mean i read the manga so i know what's going to happen but the manga is not over you know i don't know the ending or whatever and also haven't read the manga in a while so i'm kind of forgetting everything <laughs> you know so it is nice um you know that i'm not just all seeing when i'm when i'm watching these episodes um but yeah you know i i do really hope we see more of that you know more of lloyd wrestling with his feelings and I don't know. I don't know. Just, just, you know, just becoming attached to this family, wanting to actually maybe be a part of a family and not be a spy his whole life, you know, because he's been very, very calculating for all of this and to see him have fun and to see him enjoy himself. You know, I think even the like director, I believe, you know, can, can see it and it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, um, you know, but we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, you know, um, I don't know if there's any really cliffhangers at this episode so i assume we're just going to go back to the school because the school is really our gateway to the main mission so we'll see what happens from here <clears throat> next is my hero academia season six episode five episode five um this was a banger this was one this was pretty much what the previous four episodes were building up to i believe um this was the one where shigaraki just turned just destroyed everything and he's here and remember when i was talking about in episode one and two where it felt like they were setting up for a um for like an all-out war kind of arc here and i think this is what we're getting you know you know i think this is what we're doing because shigaraki was always kind of a formidable foe um but with this he really proved that like he's 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 another being now like he is one where you do not want to mess with you know he's one that should be talked about with the all for one you know because it started off exactly where i thought it was going to shigaraki just turned that the, the x guy to dust and i was like man as soon as he woke up <laughs> i would have been i would have put like 30 feet between us you know i mean depending on what my quirk is i guess but i would have put like 30 feet between us you know because it's like i feel like at this point everyone knows what shigaraki can do and the fact that you are within reach of him not a good idea not good at all i mean i know like the shock of seeing him but like come on come on man you gotta you're a, you're a a professional hero you're a pro hero you gotta have those instincts to kick in and just be like okay just take a few steps back you know um we have a nice little uh b plot here not, not really b plot i guess it was the a plot of last episode but it very quickly turned into the b plot of what's happening um with the whole like tokoyami saving hawks that was a nice moment because he was kind of trained by him and um it's, it's not looking good for hawks i'll be honest it's not looking good for him i like hawks um he's a very interesting character but like it's not looking good for him his whole wings are burned i'm not sure if they grow back because like it's not only the feathers it's like the wings like 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 there is nothing there so i i i really hope that he, that they grow back and he can still be a hero because that's really sad if if he's done because of this um and that's pretty much it for that because then we go back to what the a plot is for this episode and uh you know we get a nice little premonition here with the first wielder of the one for all um you know kind of warning deku about shigaraki not directly he doesn't say shigaraki but it is like there's some there's some man <laughs> there is a human who has ascended and he is a problem he is an issue we need to deal with him and it's it's shigaraki you know 
um, you know, first off, we just stop there for a second. You know, the fact that the first wielder talked to him was very big because I believe he said he's only talked to him once before. Um, and it was like towards the beginning of them realizing the whole, uh, the whole fact that the other wielders of the one for all, like, it's kind of like the avatar. <laughs> that's the thing I equated to where it's like, um, in, uh, Aang from Avatar Lost Airbender, he can like spiritually, uh, you know, converse with the other, the, the previous avatars, kind of get advice from them. That's kind of what happens here where, I mean, Deku can't really initiate it from what I've seen. He doesn't really have that control, but the, the previous wielders can't talk to him. Um, so that's interesting, right? I mean, that just adds more gravity to the situation where it's like the first wielder came out and was like, yo, this this guy, <laughs> you, man, we, we, we have to do something about this man. Um, and then Shigaraki basically dropped a nuke on everything. You know, and it was it was sad, like the music and like just 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 like the dire attitude, all the pro heroes just running away, like booking it as fast as they possibly can. People dying left and right, like heroes that I don't really recognize too much. I mean, that's because they have a million characters, but like those just like turning to dust. It's like like that was big, <laughs> like, like, you know, this is not just. This is not just like some small like mid-season type whatever like he killed a lot of people just now like a lot of people um you know and also the whole um the whole narration with like all oh, you heroes have been planning a, have been planning for so long for this day because you guys thought you had one up on us you guys had your little formations you know trying to interconnect each other's powers each other's duties and it's done it's done i am here i am ready you took me out early, but I'm I'm still too powerful for y'all. And that's how it is. You know? It ends with Shigaraki who has plans for for Makia, the, the big beast man. Um <clears throat> and I'm I'm afraid, honestly. I'm a little afraid, you know. Sh Shigaraki to me was always a character that was scary. Cause like his quirk is just, hey, I touch anything, I can make it turn to dust. And that's that's it. like even people like that's ugh, I don't I don't I never liked that I was never a fan of that wanted this man to just be taken out permanently <laughs> and now he's here and now he just has an immense level of power that uh, you know he just touches the ground and it literally is it's it, it, it's like a bomb it's like a bomb of just power that goes out and if you get hit in the wave you're turning to dust you are out of here you're just wiped from the planet you know and you know we saw some people try to fight it we saw Deku try to use his power but it's not a regular like shockwave um, you know we saw Todoroki try to do like an ice wall that didn't do anything you know it's it's tough you know and it kind of ends there with Shigaraki doing that I'm um, talking about Makia and talking about the little darts that neutralize powers at least temporarily so this right here, episode five. I don't know how many episodes are in the season. I don't know if it's a, a single core or a dual core season. I don't remember. I could easily look it up, but it, it's not important. But like, this is where the season starts. You know, up until this point, we've had the plan. We've had the planner for the day, trying to go back and forth, getting some backstory, certain characters. 
infiltration but as of right now this is where it starts this is where we see where this where the season is going and the stakes because heroes gotta gotta pick it up because with a quirk that powerful they have to have a plan and i imagine next episode probably gonna be some retreating some tactical retreating and we're gonna have like a hideout of sorts and we're gonna come up with a plan to be like hey what do we do what is shigaraki trying to do what other weapons does he have at his disposal you know because he he is, i mean he was kind of being built like a nomu and nomu can have multiple quirks so it's like i wonder what else he can do if anything you know maybe it was just to greatly enhance his current quirk which is more than enough honestly in my opinion but if he has other stuff too it's like we we really gotta dig deep guys because we can't just come at him because what if he just does that again what if he just touches the ground and another and like a hundred pro heroes just get eliminated you know like we, we we have to neutralize him somehow um but yeah my hero pretty pretty good season so far honestly you know like, like i said before you know the last season or two weren't really that strong for me um so season six has me man i'm i'm very interested to see how they stop this man because i'm I, i'm afraid <laughs> I'm I'm afraid that we might see some pretty major character deaths this season, or maybe not. You know, maybe maybe everyone has plot armor. I don't know, but we will see. Next, Mob Psycho 100 season three, episode four. Um, yeah, yeah, we have some some continuation. You know, I, you know, I will say Mob Psycho does not have me hooked yet for this season. I'm not afraid though, because I really enjoyed the first two seasons. You know, but I feel like. This episode is where it's starting to turn up for, you know, for the season. Um, because we have this whole founder business who believes he is God. You know, we have basically this, <clears throat> this episode is the ramp up. You know, the founder, on a, on a small note, he is kind of ruining Mob's life, <laughs> which is funny. Um, you know, because everyone is just kind of, you know, all, the, all of his friends and stuff are kind of, paying more attention to this like the, the like helmet religion what is it like helmet hair or something um you know so like forgetting about the plans and stuff that, that he has with him but that's because everyone's being brainwashed everyone is being brainwashed um you know the founder says that he's god which is a bold statement i don't really think that's accurate <laughs> but um you know it, it, it just goes to show who his character is and like his his beliefs and we still don't know what his purpose is though like like what drives him you know even even reagan was kind of talking about it and um i'm not really sure you know because we because we have him we have the tree who apparently the tree is like sucking energy around it <laughs> which is bad it might be building up for something i don't know um and yeah for that being to call itself God, like, is it just, does it just want to be worshipped? Like, is it, you know, is that the purpose of it? Um, is it plant, like, is it planning any harm on anyone? Is it, you know, we're, it's not super clear at this point because right now he's just chilling in the tree. He came out as the founder, chilling in the tree, brainwashing people, <laughs> you know, like we don't really know yet. Um, mob 
does seem to be with it though you know he's like i'm I, i'm gonna stop it something's going on i don't like it you know we've seen we've seen proof now that everyone's being brainwashed you know even reagan at the end where he's not 100 percent sure but he just has a feeling in his gut that reagan is also brainwashed which it could be true i mean we don't have evidence of that we just kind of have the the hunch that this is happening um reagan could very well be himself because like even the way he was speaking i feel like it is it's not far from how reagan acts towards stuff um you know there are times where he's where he's very complacent he's just like eh, someone else will take care of it or eh, it's not our problem or eh, you know no one's getting hurt so who cares and in many ways i guess he has a point but you know i think it's just the principle of everything where it's like we can't just let this happen <laughs> you know you know we can't just it's just okay so everyone's just under this being and we're all just worshiping it now like what what is he doing for us you know like why like why why does he deserve this so mob ain't with it mob's trying to get to the bottom of it so you know that's kind of where this episode is is that the founder's rising he is god and it's not good it's, it's not a good feeling you know um you know so i think next episode we're gonna see probably more investigation or or, or maybe mob is just gonna come up on the divine tree and just be like all right one-on-one -on -one, let's let's go let's do it Again, I don't really know how powerful the founder is. Um, you know, the the tree, like I like I said, is sapping energy, so might have a good reserve of that. But then we have Mob, and you know, Mob so far, OP. He, you know, he he gets the best of everything. So we'll see. You know, we will see. Um, next, we got Blue Lock, episode four. Um, this is the one where they play their game. Uh, the game doesn't end though, right? No. Uh, where they play their match. This is the... This is it. This is it. You know, it's double elimination. So if they don't win this, oof. Oof. Not good. Not good. Um, you know, so they kind of start the episode with talking about how they, you know, everyone has to have a weapon, right? But Isagi doesn't really have one that he can think of, right? You know, it's not that he's not good at anything. It's just he's not like... There isn't one thing that he hones in on, you know, so we have other people who do where they know they have something that they are particularly good at. Isagi can't really think of anything, um, you know, but in that we kind of push down Isagi for a little bit and we see some other characters rise. Right. Right. So we have, uh, you know, Kunigami is a big one. You know, he has a whole little speech here. He wants to be a soccer superhero, you know, which is which is a nice emotional moment there, you know, because we see more uh, more motivation and. You know, you know. I think this this show does a good job of fleshing out other characters, or at least it's it's beginning to. You know, we're not learning about like everyone's life necessarily, but it's not just okay. We got Isagi, and everyone else is the opponent. It's like no, like like we can have other people that we care about. You know, especially with. And I think I compared this show to Survivor. I think one of the episodes because it's like, well, we are a team, so we are competing with each other because at the end i guess only one person can win but as of right now we need to <laughs> we need to be a team we need to move up to that point where it becomes a free-for-all you know um so he's doing a good job of like fleshing out kunigami a little bit and knowing his motivations and even developing a relationship with isagi where he uses some points to buy a steak and shares a steak with him because it's like hey you know 50 percent of the reason why i got that goal is because of you so let's, let's do it you know 
that was nice. We learned that his weapon is his left foot power shot, right? So that's cool. We got Bakura, which is, I love the character Bakura. His whole thing is dribbling, you know. So you know, so we start seeing these you know, little attributes with these other characters, and uh, and it's nice, you know. This is this is always something that I love to talk about when it comes to sports anime because sports anime, every single one that I've watched so far, they all have like superpowers, you know, and like sometimes they get a little crazy you know um a good show called kuroko's basketball uh it's a, obviously a basketball anime you know they get a little crazy with it where they they kind of do have like superpowers <laughs> you know like you know they're not shooting fire from their wrists but it does get kind of wild you know but then we have something like haikyuu where they're not really superpowers but it's more so just like specialties that they've honed in on and you know that is like this where it is weapons it was like, I'm really good at this. And it's almost like a superpower, you know? But like every sports anime that I've watched so far has something like that. Um, you know, where, where it does get kind of crazy. And so, you know, this sports anime is no different where it's like, okay, you know, we're starting to build these up. I don't know how far we're going to go with this. If it is just for this little tournament. Um, but I do like that everyone has a thing that they're bringing to the table, you know? Um, and they're not just all we're, all, we're just all good players, I guess. Um, and then what else do we got? Um, yeah, and then we get further into the match and we see Okawa. He is an exceptional scorer. He's the one they have to look out for when it comes to actually defending. Um, and there, the, it, it is almost like a red herring where he is the main opponent. But then we have Nico, and Nico is the one that's actually commanding everything. He is the general on the field. You know, where he is kind of putting everything into place. And he's the main opponent right now. That's kind of where the episode left off. He's the main opponent to Isagi. He claims that he had, they have both have the same eyes. So that's really interesting. You know, I'm very excited for next episode to see how this ends. Because other sports anime I've watched have done this before. Where your main character, you have a perfect match, a perfect rival for the main character in that match or in that game. And it's like, ooh, how is the main character going to get out of this? You know, I'm not going to spoil their anime, but with Isagi, I'm not sure, you know, because, you know, Nico, you know, because, um, you know, Isagi read the play, the, the, the monster awoken him a little bit. He read the play, got, got the ball in his chest, tried to shoot the ball, missed, and then, um, what's his name? Gagamaru uh, risked his life for that goal. <laughs> you know, we saw it once where he, we, where he, where he headed it, and like missed, but his face got cut, got cut up a little bit, and then he got super close to the bar, and he scored, which is nice. We have a point now; it's one-one. But it like, the ran to the bar, ran to his gut. Oh man, that that, that, that must have hurt. But, um, you know, with that. All the, you know, the, the, the plan is kind of out in the open now. It's like, okay, can we still, you know, there, you know, it's kind of two prongs to it, right? Where it's one, can we stop Nico? You know, cause he claims they have the same eyes, maybe, maybe even the same power or whatever. I'm not super convinced of that. You know, I'm not convinced that Bak or not Bakura, um, you know, Isagi and Nico are the same. You know, I think they are similar probably, you know, but I don't know that. You know, because I feel like Nico's is more like, <clears throat> you know, I feel like Nico's power. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. 
losing my mind. Um, okay, so, you know, I feel like Nico's ability is more so just like sight. You know, his, you know, his thing is more like being able to see the field and read it very well and, you know, dump it off to the right person at the right time. I feel like that's Nico's power where Isagi's is more like, Isagi just has crazy instincts. You know, like, I don't know that it's really, you know, he's real calculating in the games. You know, I feel like it, it's just more instinct and intuition where he just kind of sees stuff. And he's like, oh, no, this is going to happen. I got to go over there, you know, or, you know, because even with, you know, even with the last game where he passed to Kunigami and scored, he wasn't really reading anything like, like it wasn't really conscious. He just kind of passed it because instinctually his body was like dump it off to him he'll score he has the best chance to score you know so, you know so i feel like his is more instincts and nico's might be more like he's actually consciously thinking about it and hatching a plan whereas he's he, you know the plan just kind of falls in his lap and he's like okay i'm gonna do it so you know you know we'll see which one comes out on top i mean i feel i mean personally kind of just speaking about the whole meta of the show i mean isagi and his team have to win right because if they lose isn't the whole team eliminated like they all go home <laughs> you know isn't that how it happens um and i imagine the show again you know i don't really like getting into the meta of a show but like i mean the show is 24 episodes <laughs> At any point, is Isagi actually going to get eliminated? Because then, like, how does that work? You know? Because then, like, what is the rest of the show? So you imagine Isagi's going to win. You know? I mean, unless there's more show, unless there's only season one. You know? I I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. You know, I, I, I did very much like this episode because it's, you know, they, like, plan they, they made a plan. Didn't really work. You know, the the key to the plan was Isagi, you know, and as much as many people don't like to admit it, Isagi really is their their game changer. Not that no one else on the team is talented. Everyone else on the team, like I said, everyone else on the team has weapons, right? And they're all helpful, you know, but I, you know, I truly believe that that Isagi is the X factor to their team where when he's on and when he's reading plays like that and he is again not really reading plays but more so just like you know the the monster or whatever comes out and he you know he just starts shutting his brain down and just like passing and and counting you know that is how they're gonna win games um because again the, the whole plan didn't really work you know like even the one guy i don't remember his name but he was like i'm confident that if we keep with this plan they won't be able to read us it's like but it's not working <laughs> and even after that cut um it was like oh man this is still not working nothing has changed since the first half it's like yeah you have to change it up you know uh, you know clearly their defense is just getting the better of you like you have to do something else um but you know we'll see we'll see what happens in the next episode I'm, I'm very excited for it next we got the eminence in shadow eminence in shadow episode four um this, this is a show for me that, you know, like I said last episode, um, it's kind of all over the place, but I was hoping that episode four was going to kind of bring it together, 
and still a lot of questions but you know i do think it's kind of starting to it is starting to settle down a little bit um you know because like you know questions are good <laughs> you know if, if i had no questions on episode four that would mean the show was boring and the rest of the episodes couldn't possibly hold my interest um but you know i do think it's settling down a little bit where we are starting to see some like crazy stuff happen some characters are returning some some questions that are definitely going to lead the rest of the season are popping up um this is a 20 episode show as well so that's that's something that i didn't know but it, do, it does make sense with kind of how slow it's going and how many pieces they're introducing for it to be 20 episodes i think that explains a lot um so we have a very uncomfortable uh, sequence of events in this episode where the whole like princess alexia stuff i didn't like that i didn't like that they draw on the blood and i'm like stop <laughs> they're just like sucking the blood from her i don't know didn't like that but apparently her blood you know the the scientist or whatever was like her blood is like demon blood it's like okay you didn't really explain that but i guess and like alexia doesn't seem surprised with the whole thing she kind of just seems like I mean, I don't really know what her plan was the whole time because at first I was like, oh, she's trying to psych him out. She's being like, oh, whatever, take my blood. Oh, what's up with you? Oh, like she was like, like overly calm about it. So I thought she was trying to get in his head. But then it turned in, you know, to me, it kind of turned into just like a defeatist attitude. She's like, oh, I guess this is happening to me, you know. And then at the end where she got saved, it's like she was very surprised. And I was like, I don't know, was she like, was she trying to do something the whole time or was she just like well this is the position i'm in so i guess i'll just kind of ride this wave <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure um we cut away from that a little bit and we have alpha is here apparently other people are here too but alpha is here and she has a burger which is nice um you know burgers and anime always are always incredible and um she basically just gives a lot of information um while getting real real handsy with with kagino um but she just dumps off a lot of information you know one of it being that the cult got to the night order and they're the ones who kidnapped alexia so it's like there's a huge <laughs> a huge i guess revelation there i mean i don't know maybe people who are smarter than me already caught on to that but that's just like oh they're they're tainted huh mm, interesting <laughs> you know um but you know you know i do like that because you know with alpha being there and like beta delta all the all the people that they're saying are here now um we are getting more into the whole eminence thing right because again his whole plan is that he's trying to be a background character but rise to the title of eminence and shadow like he used to be and so you know i do like that all these pieces are still being built up a little bit but they are coming together at the same time you know where these characters are coming back to this world and, you know, even like, you know, it's funny because like Alpha had some comments here where she just doesn't quite understand why he's doing it like this. And he's like, oh, but, you know, she's like, oh, you could be doing this or that. Or you could do this so much easier, or quicker or better or, you know, whatever. And he's just like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what I got to do. Um, you know, but all these people being here, you know, because that is the interesting aspect to the show is that he has already done this. You know, he is he's already super crazy powerful. You know, even when he was getting interrogated, like none of it really phased him but he had to put on an act you know and even after that he was like yeah i could you know i could heal all my wounds instantly but that's not that's not a very background character thing to do 
and you know that that whole balancing act that he has i think is what's keeping the show interesting um you know because i don't know you know because i'm i don't quite know what the goal is like i like i know it's to rise to the rank again but i don't know what that realistically looks like for him I mean, the, the end of the show does end with Kagano is here to save Alexia, you know, because Alexia did get saved because the scientist, he like revived the demon thing, but the demon killed him and then saved Alexia. Um, he has a little bit of understanding there because every so often you would see the demon kind of look over to Alexia and, and, and it felt like he was like, yeah, the scientist is being a real jerk, huh? Taking all the blood and stuff, torturing this poor girl. So there's some understanding there. So that's, that's interesting. I don't know what the demon's going to do now. Still a demon, still gonna cause destruction possibly. I don't know, but you know, Kagane is here to save Alexia, so that's nice because Alexia kind of overstepped a little bit. You know, not quite the the sword master to, um, you know, face off against the the the, the future knight or whatever. Um, so that's great, but you know, uh, Kagano is here. He has his power. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna just like destroy this fool. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But it's like you know what. I don't know. Like I said, that that is what keeps the show interesting for me because it is just an OP character that is trying to not be OP and trying to just go through life trying to rise organically, you know? And then we have moments like this where he does kind of have to show out, you know? And then he does have his squad here that normally isn't here to show out, you know? And like that, you know, that bouncing back and forth you know at at some point i think it's going to all coalesce you know i i think it's going to i just don't know when the moment is um but yeah we'll see you know we'll see the you know, this show there are some points where i'm like eh but for the most part you know i think the 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 concept is still entertaining and it there are still questions you know i've already gone over them but you know i do still have questions about where this is going and how these characters interact with each other and you know with gagano and princess alexia and then the princess iris i think is is the older sister and then we have uh like sidu or something <laughs> what was gagano's sister's name you know we have her coming in so it's like at, at some point i think all of these lines are going to cross and I can't wait for it because it is it's gonna be great um, so yeah next more than a married couple but not lovers episode three um, yeah like, again just just a nice show just a nice show you know um, very very popcorn you know we're just kind of seeing the relationship grow in a way that is utterly predictable at this point three episodes in i feel like everyone can guess <laughs> what is going to happen or at least narrow it down right um you know akari making moves always the one that seems to be making way more moves and thinking about the test more than you know more than jiro does um you know trying to make his lunches now she keeps getting on it <laughs> because she's like no i need detailed description as to what you like because i need to know i need feedback and jiro's just not good at doing that um Akari is very disheartened after seeing Shiori's food, you know, because it's like her coming up with homemade lunches to a picnic, and it's like, 
oh, the food looks really good and the effort and like the intent behind the effort because we know that Akari, if she hasn't fully fallen in love yet, she is falling in love with Jiro. And so knowing that Jiro wants Shiori and, you know, being pretty easy to see that, 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 that Shiori is reciprocating, um, it's, it's tough for her because not only does she want him, so now there's like the whole triangle there, but she's not supposed to want him, right? So like Jiro isn't thinking that way. You know, Shiori isn't thinking that way. So it's tough for her because, you know, she's in that spot where on the outside, she's not supposed to want, she's supposed to want, uh, Tenon or something. What was the what was the dude's name? Tenmei or something. <laughs> I don't remember his name. But um you know, she's supposed to want him, but on the inside, she doesn't. She really doesn't anymore. So it's tough, you know. Um and then we have a very intense scene where it's uh, where she asks, you know, have you thought about doing these things with me? And you know, she she's kinda teased him like this before, but it never goes anywhere, and, and that's not any different from this time either, where Jiro, not only being nervous himself, you know, and being inexperienced, but also he had a very keen eye, and he, you know, just being around her enough, you know, he is, you know, Jiro is way more considerate and way more perceptive than I think people give him credit for, because he quickly noticed how nervous and uncertain that she was, you know, you know that she was doing it probably for optics probably for the test but also the whole like clashing of her own feelings um you know because like i said she likes him and, and and she i'm sure would want to do stuff like that with him but the uncertainty and the nervousness is like oh i'm not really supposed to like him and i don't really know how he feels about me and if i make the wrong move then that kind of explodes everything so <clears throat> no it's, it's 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 tough there it's tough and um you know, but then on Jiro's end, it's like, I'm sure he wanted to, right? I'm sure he wanted to go all the way there, but he's way too considerate to do stuff like that. Um, you know, especially with what, what he noticed there. Um, and then we get it further where, you know, we have the old apology scene and Akari did not want to hear about Jiro's fantasies. <laughs> he, she was like, you know, on second thought, don't want to hear it. I know I asked you earlier if you've thought about these things. I actually don't want to know the answer. Please, please stop talking to me. <laughs> you know so that was you know that was funny um but you know they are getting closer you know with 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 Jiro being more understanding and Akari letting more and more slip you know where she went on the balcony and she realized that she said that I actually what'd she say I actually like you a lot or something like that and on the outside it was just said as like you know very very surface level you know on on the outside it wasn't really meant to be taken like a, a confession or anything like that but because of because she knows what her own feelings are you know at least a little bit she can't believe that she said something like that you know obviously joe didn't take it that way but it could have been taken that way you know and so again it's just more and more of like i posed this question last time you know i posed this kind of conundrum last time where it's like what is going to happen you know is akari going to confess to him is jiro going to fall out of love mm, more so infatuation with shiori and actually fall in love with akari is shiori ever going to make the move herself you know um you know because she 
think very clearly loves Jiro, but she is also uh, she also notices that you know at least from the outside how how well Akari and Jiro are doing. So in her mind, she has this little thought too of like, wait, you know, do they really like each other? You know, because from her perspective, it could be maybe sort of how Akari feels where, you know, Akari likes Jiro, but, you know, again, there is the part where she's not really supposed to like him. She does really like the other guy. But the other part of it is that she knows that, that Jiro's going after Shiori. So her mind, she's like, oh, I can't just... You know, I can't just go in, you know, I have to, you know, because her plan is to, like, make, not make, <laughs> but, like, get to the point where Jiro likes her back, you know, like, definitively so that she can be like, okay, I know he likes me now, so I'm going to go. But that could also be how Shiori feels, because Shiori doesn't know that Jiro wants to be with her. I mean, I'm sure she, I don't, I don't believe her to be an idiot, so I'm sure she's at least a little bit per uh, perceptive and is able to see, okay, you know, some feelings here and there, whatever. But again, she also sees how well that their marriage, quote unquote, is doing. Like, oh man, does, you know, does Jiro like Akari? You know, does Jiro prefer someone like Akari? Like, is what I feel not going to be reciprocated? Is this just friends? You know? So it's tough. You know, it's, It is tough because there's basically three people who like someone but aren't sure if they like them back, so they're all just kind of like stagnant, <laughs> you know. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, it it, it really all it really all depends on who makes the first move, who makes the leap, you know. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. You know, like I said, this is based on a manga that I haven't read. Um, I haven't finished it because the manga's not done, and I haven't read it in a while. But you know, technically, I do know a lot of what happens don't remember any of it <laughs> couldn't tell you i don't remember any events i don't remember any any like switching don't remember at all um so we'll see we'll see we'll, you know we'll see where this actually goes next we have the seeming magnum opus of the season chainsaw man chainsaw man we got episode three um some stuff happens my guys some stuff happens um Let's see, at the beginning, we got Denji and Power throwing each other under the bus. Because, like, you know, Power's like, well, I didn't, I didn't murder. Like, I didn't choose to murder. I'm not a violent person. It was all Denji. And Denji's like, what do you mean? What? You jumped. You jumped forward. I didn't tell you to run. And But but it's funny because, you know, Makima's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, neither of you are in trouble. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> you killed the, you killed the devil. I don't, it, it, that's the goal. <laughs> that's, that's literally the goal. You guys are arguing about not wanting to take responsibility for it. Um, you know, so that, that's funny. Um, and we see that Power wants her cat. And Denji, you know, Den Denji just wants some some physical action. You know what I mean? He just he just wants something that many, many people in their adolescence dream of. <laughs> you know, you know, no matter, you know, no matter what, what gender doesn't matter. Um many people maybe even most people in their adolescence dream of so um so it's, you know so they make a deal where it's like hey if you help me get my cat you know i'll, I'll maybe i'll maybe fill your dream maybe fill your dream a little bit um you know so that's nice and it, that's also a nice little turnout because 
as of right now, all we know about Power is that she is a devil who has taken the body of a human. And, you know, she just wants to kill. She wants blood. All that stuff. My nose is very itchy. Um, and, um, you know, so now we, we actually have an attachment. You know, we have something there that's like, um, you know, something she cares about, right? And, and that's nice, you know, because that just further kind of pushes this uh this discussion where it's like are all devils bad answer probably yes probably yes but maybe there's some exceptions like power you know where she does have things she can care about and it's not all just kill everything all the time um because i mean power doesn't just kill humans all the time you know what i mean i mean again i don't know i don't really remember the science behind it if becoming a fiend kind of dampens those urges i don't quite remember um yeah but then we have the big twist in the episode something that i completely forgot about until it was happening and i was like oh right she turns on him right because power gave denji to the bat devil because it was like hey bat devil way back when stole meowy stole the cat from her and was like hey give me a human and I'll give you the cat back. And she's like, gotcha. I'll do it. You know? And again, it just further strengthens the relationship that, that, she, that she has with Meowie, where it's like, there is something I care about. And even though it was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fatten you up before I eat you, it's like never happened. You know, that that was her, you know, what she said, but eh, probably probably wouldn't have happened. Um So, you know, the twist there is crazy. I mean, even with like Denji kind of being like, hey, you know, shouldn't you, you know, is it, is it safe for you to be this close? You know, isn't, is, you know, isn't the devil going to use, you know, the cat as like a shield or something? And she's like, oh yeah, I did say that, didn't I? And then she like side eyes him and then he side eyes her. And then, you know, it's like, oh no, wait, something's wrong. <laughs> and then, you know, she twists and hits him with the hammer while he tries to bring out the hatchet. He's too slow though. Um, just, just too slow, just too slow. You know, she like commends him on on his instincts, but not not quite there, not quite there. Um, and then uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, oh yeah, I just I just didn't really like the moment where he where the bat devil was like squeezing the blood out of Denji. Made made me uncomfortable. Didn't like that. Don't don't like the thought of a human being squeezed around the abdomen so hard that like blood just gushes out of their out of their mouth. Didn't like that. Didn't like that uh, that visual. Um, and, but, but then it was so funny because he, you know, bad devil, like drank his blood and he like spit it out and it was like, you well, yeah, he has, he has devil blood, you know, like, wasn't that, you know, wasn't that already like established, <laughs> you know, like, didn't you like smell devil in him or something? Or like, didn't he already turn into a devil at that? Like, duh, he has devil blood, you know, didn't you like smell that? Like, come on, come on, bad devil. You gotta be better than this. You gotta, you gotta use your brain. Um, and then it was even the same thing too, where like he ate power, which power was just very defeated at that point. And then he was like, oh, gross. And it's like, you knew, okay, Denji, I might give you a pass on because maybe at that point, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe at that point it wasn't revealed yet. It wasn't super clear that he had different blood, but like you knew power, you knew what power was. 
why would you eat her and be like oh gross gross blood and it's like you knew you knew that she wasn't a human <laughs> why are you surprised um and then you know because of you know because of you know the reason why she was defeated is because the bat devil ate meowie and like turned back and was like well you gave me bad blood though so here's your punishment and then it was great oh, was it a good moment because then the power just like got really quiet and really distant and was like hey you know you said that you can you know you can't pet pochita anymore you know she's kind of in your heart i understand that now i understand that feeling and it's like oof power something broken power and it's fantastic you know um you're just gonna have that bond and you know i don't remember does this power i mean denji does kill the bad devil right like you know because then he turns into chainsaw man and fights him and the you know the fight you know how well he does it eventually gets to a point where like he strikes fear into the bat devil's heart where, where you know he like gets revived or he pulls the chainsaws out again and he's like you know he, he, he just schooling this man and it gets to a point where bat devil's like oh no <laughs> like like something switches in him where he's like oh he's a monster like i'm a devil but he's a monster i don't want to fight him anymore you know he starts panicking he grabs a piece of rubble and throws it at him and denji just just so dismissively just cuts the rock in half and it's like you thought that you thought that was gonna stop me no no, no, no. and then charges him and like cuts his head off and whatever um power do we see power again i mean i mean power's not eaten like come on guys like he's like she's like, like he's not gone I don't remember though. I think it just ends with him killing the bat devil and it just kind of ends there. I think. I'm pretty sure. Um But yeah, yeah, I mean I love the episode. I mean obviously any episode with a fight scene, all the fight scenes are top tier. Very much enjoy those. Um You know, but even like the the betrayal had me on the edge of my seat. You know, and then the betrayal on the betrayal with Bat Devil eating Maui, and then there being like this this bond that formed between Power and Denji, and it being like, oh, I I understand now, I get it, and you, you can tell because again, she's not dead, you know, like I don't know, is that is that me giving a spoiler? Like, do we see her come back? I mean, she's not. I mean, it, it's Power. She, she's a main character, you know. She's in all the art. <laughs> You know, she's in, she's in the god dang opening, you know, like she is not dead. <laughs> um, so if that is a spoiler, I apologize, but come on, she's, she's in the opening. She's not dead. Um, and the ending, come on. If you watch anime, it's, it's not that hard to figure out. Um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I'm interested for the relationship going forward. Know, to you know to you know to see power kind of shift a little bit because again this whole time she's been kind of wearing a mask where she you know she's been her life up until this point has been her trying to get in good with humans so that she can lure a human out and get meowie back so now that that's done you know so now what what is she going to be right interesting um yeah yeah also can't wait to see what what makima thinks of this whole thing so there's you know there's lots of consequences some good some bad that are you know that are coming out of this whole whole situation that's going to be revealed next episode i imagine so can't wait for that 
Can't wait for that. Um, next, we have reincarnated as a sword. And let me tell you guys, it's going to be a short segment today because um, this is officially the first show that I'm dropping. Uh, the first show that I'm dropping, like I said, um, back on episode one, um, you know, this show, the not another isekai, is, is fluid. You know, going to be shows getting dropped, shows maybe getting added partway through the season. Um, you know, depending on which ones I don't like, which ones I didn't know about, and now I'm discovering. And Reincarnated as a Sword is the first one I'm dropping. Um, funny enough, it is an isekai. <laughs> it's probably the, the, the truest isekai of this season that I'm watching. And it, it you know, does pay me a little bit to drop it. But, you know, I mean, I've, I've obviously discussed the previous four episodes, so you guys already know that. But, like, you know, you'll, you'll know that I feel like it started out a little bit promising. But it kind of hasn't built from there. I mean, you know, I do like the whole black cat stuff. Um, you know, the fight scenes are pretty cool. But aside from that, this show doesn't really have a lot of substance. And I feel like the pacing isn't great either. You know, sometimes things happen way too quickly for my taste. And sometimes things happen way too slowly where it's like, all right, we get it. Let's move on. So, again, I don't think it's a bad show by any means. But the first four episodes and then even the start of the fifth episode, I'm just like... I just don't really care anymore, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not invested in the show, you know, the first couple episodes were promising, but it never really hooked me to the point where I'm like, I'm in, I'm like, I'm excited to watch the next episode, I feel like every other show that I'm watching right now, I am excited, you know, there, you know, there's like one or two of them that I'm not as excited about, but I'm still there, Reincarnated as a Sword, not there anymore, so I'm dropping it, you know, maybe if if you guys keep watching it and you know a few episodes from now you guys know like seriously this this show gets crazy you you got to pick it back up i'll pick it back up you know i'm not opposed to being wrong but um you know as of right now dropping it so that's the first drop getting back to shows that we are here for though do it yourself episode four um again this is just the nicest show out of the season that i'm watching it's it's just nice it's just a it's just a, a cute little slice of life show um you know about these these people coming together having their little do-it-yourself club um you know kind of meeting new characters and this show this show adds a little bit of emotion into it a little a, you know, a little bit more emotion than we've seen thus far um we have we have uh puri coming in you know, she's coming over for dinner she has her very much like sundere type uh you know mannerisms here which is always very fun um and the the bulk of this episode is building up her character but also building up Jobco's character and building up the relationship between the two characters because they they vibe very well not just because of their interest in tech but also like Jobco points out and and you know Piran not very quick to you know not very quick on the whole pickup of what's going on but they're very similar in, in, in characters very very similar but we'll get into that um let's see um yeah i mean because you know jobco is the daughter of a tech ceo so she gets all the new tech you know she's you know that's why she's very with it right and um you know jobco and pure you know uh serifu was talking about how they speak the same language which is very funny coming from her because she she's very literal like they speak the same language <laughs> but with Jobco and Pierre, and it's like, yeah, well, they, they both very into this. They're both into the same types of tech and advancements and 
all that stuff you know they they even speak very similarly to serifu you know about like the do-it-yourself club and and all that so um you know that's very nice um and the the catch with this episode i feel like is Jabko just kind of moving in just kind of moving in with with Piran and just deciding it <laughs> um and you know they have, they have a mutual agreement right i'm gonna stay here i'll pay for food and rent and all that stuff in exchange um you know because food and rent is apparently not enough you know i will give you like all different apps and you know technology betas all that stuff um and she's in she's in right but the whole time you know it, it, it's great you know i love it they're bonding we have seraphu there helping out as much as she possibly can um you know we also have Pirin, where again she very similar to jobco where she's like oh do it yourself is useless but we see in this whole montage that she's actually really good at like building stuff <laughs> and like she helped majorly with building out this little attic area so it's like you say that but if you were at the same school i think you'd be in a very similar boat as jobco where you would join the club as well because jobco was the same thing where she was like oh this is useless i'm not gonna go here it's, it's dirty and it's moldy and blah 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 but she secretly loves it. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh yeah, so like, you know, aside from all of that, um, I, the whole time I was thinking, but like, Pyrrhon doesn't live by herself. Her mom lives with her. Like, you can't just decide. Like, also, it's not up to Pyrrhon. <laughs> like, the mom's gonna come home at some point and be like, why is there a girl living with us? <laughs> Where does this girl come from? Who is she? What did you do to my house? <laughs> you know? And sure enough, she did. She did just that. She was like, who is this? What do you mean she's living here? What is happening? And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of had the whole switcheroo here where it kind of started off with us being like, you know, e even, you know, reinforced by Pyrrhon where it's like, oh, she's going to hate it. She's going to flip. She's going to she's gonna say no. But she was just like, yep, we're cool. And she did say for $10,000. Well, no, she said for 10000 And then Jobco, being from America, was like, oh, $10,000? Got you. Way worth it. Because she's, like, rich, right? So ten grand is nothing. Ten grand, in my mind, ten grand a month for rent and, and food, I guess, is astronomical. That is crazy. But, you know, uh, you know, the mom was like, yes, for 10,000 yen. And I don't think Jobco quite understood that. Because 10,000 yen, very different than $1,000. Very different. Still, still kind of a lot. You know, just for like a room in a place. You know, like. At least in my mind, again, I don't I don't know what the what the market prices are in Japan. Like, I don't you know, but like, you know, at least where I live, a thousand is still kind of a lot. Again, for just a room. I mean, I mean, maybe in the more like. Uh, the higher cost of living areas like maybe in like New York City or you know like Los Angeles or something like that 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 might be closer but again it's still just for a room and food I guess but whatever um, and then you know again we, we have nice moments where you know Serifu really does bring people together you know because even Pirin who you who is still seen as like a friend but again, she has her whole like Sundare stuff where it's like, oh, we go to different schools and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, she does bring up the idea, which was originally Serifu's idea, 
do you want to make a treehouse? And she brings that as like an offering to the do-it-yourself club. Be like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe a let's do-it-yourself project. It would definitely get eyes on you, you know. And, you know, because I think the whole time Jobco is seeing the same thing that I was seeing, where it's like, Pyrene does like this do-it-yourself stuff. She's just a little more hard about it than I am, where even I, as Jobco, kind of gave them a hard time. But, you know, I enjoy this stuff. She's just like me, you know. A little more extreme but she's just like me you know um and so that's great you know um i'm very excited about that for them to start their treehouse project um i'm excited to kind of wear peering down a little bit more especially through jobco because not only would they do it yourself secretiveness the like secret likeness of it but also with like her being kind of alone you know like peering it does seem like her mom works a whole lot you know so i feel like that's why that's another reason why my job co kind of relates to her. Um, but then we have the end with a nice little cliffhanger where just a ninja enters the battle. <laughs> we have a ninja student, um, which, you know, we have seen them in the opening for a while. So we were kind of expecting a new character, but uh, we know nothing about her, though. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited to do that, to watch the next episode and learn more about a new character that wants to apparently wants to join the do it yourself. Club. I feel like everyone else. <laughs> kind of had to coerce a little bit but this character is like i'm here let's get it um it'd be nice to have another set of hands too because again if they are going to do the treehouse thing like that, that's going to take a lot of work a lot of resource a lot of work you gotta find a tree you know a lot of stuff going on here so uh very very excited very excited for the for the next episode um yeah yeah again just just a very nice slice of life show not too much pressure not too much brain power needed for this show just kind of watch and enjoy yourself that's that's all it has to be. And then lastly, um, honestly, probably my favorite show of the season. I know, I, know, I know Chainsaw Man is on everyone's mind. You know, that, that show's just a smidge lower to me on the list just because I've watched the manga or <laughs> I've read the manga. So I kind of know the story already. So just a smidge lower to me. Um, and we got Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, Episode 4. Probably my favorite show of the season so far. I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so, you know, this is, this is a good episode, um, this is the episode where they, um, you know, her being the holder, and then her having to just continue with school and kind of adapt to that, right, because she is still an outsider, um, you know, so we have the whole proposal thing, and so I just left, she was like, I'm not dealing with this, this is not, <laughs> this is not what I want, um, but she is the holder now, which I think holds a lot of power. Um, she has like a special uniform, which, you know, me Arena had to show her. And, um, you know, it does kind of put a target on her back. And it does have her, you know, the the target of scrutiny because it's like, oh, she's from Mercury. She, you know, people still call her a country bumpkin, you know. And, you know, I'm sure people still think it's luck or whatever, you know, that she was able to do what she did. Um, she's an outsider. You know, and, and, and it sucks because she never wanted to stand out. Like she just wanted to do her do her thing, graduate and fulfill her dream, which we learn is her wanting to found a school on Mercury, which is so awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's funny because Mia Rene doesn't really see it that way, at least initially, you know, because Mia Rene has lived her whole life kind of for her father. You know, she kind of has this weight she kind of has this responsibility that's been thrust upon her without her uh, 
or consent basically and so with Suleta having a huge dream like that with Suleta basically like willingly putting the weight of an entire planet <laughs> on her shoulders she, she doesn't she can't really relate to that because she's like you know because Mirena wants to do the opposite she's like I just want to go to earth and I don't remember what she wants to do there but she's like I don't want to have this crazy weight of being the daughter of the king or whatever um I, I've been trying to get away from this my whole life and you you're heading head first into something like that but the difference is is that Suleta actually wants to do this at least from what we've seen you know what I mean I guess maybe deep down she could maybe not want to do it and that hasn't been revealed yet but from what we've seen this is something she wants to do you know she you know she has pride in it she 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 wants to find this school so that people can come to the planet there can be pride and and you know um just, just more people hanging out with more people and you know bringing it back right um so that's that's nice um what else do we have uh we have this this episode a lot of lot of racism a lot of racism <laughs> in this episode not a fan of it i've mentioned this before but you know th this episode where it really shines um i guess shines is a positive word i don't, I don't know what the negative word of sh the negative version of shine is <laughs> um but yeah because we have, the, we have this these 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 spatians who are putting on the slow acting mask spray onto choo choo's um mobile suit and that causes her to fail the thing and they're like yeah haha ha, high five she failed because of us um and so you know that kind of just keeps reinforcing keeps keeps just beating it in our head that earthians get discriminated against and it's not, it's not really fair you know because i don't know we'll 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 touch on it in a second but um we have nika who is really nice really nice person she kind of introduces Suleta to the other Earthians, right? Here's here's Earth House, we here, here's some people that might be able to help you. And then Choo Choo was like, I don't know where I wrote, I wrote I wrote Chi Chi for some reason. It's Choo Choo. Um, you know, you know, Choo Choo comes in and is like, What's an Earthian? What's what? What's a spaceship doing here? You filthy spaceship, get out of here! Blah, blah blah. You know, she's like super aggressive about it. She, but you know, uh, I understand it, you know, because she's been discriminated her whole life with this stuff so she just has like a chip on her shoulder i get it you know but miorine comes in and is like hey if you hate me and suleta just because we're spatians then you're no different than the spatians who hate earthians just because they're from earth like it's the same thing like you don't know me you don't know suleta you know like like you know you're just making all of these assumptions about us and like you don't know us like you don't know that i'm not a good person that select is not a good person i don't know that you're not a good person you know it's you know it's just like you have to you you, you have to weed people out <laughs> you know you can't just be like oh you're this okay well i hate this so i must hate you it's like no 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 it, it, it doesn't always work that way you know um but yeah so let's see what else do we have um Miorine does not want Suleta working with Ellen, um, just because he's on like the, the the council. So it's like, oh well, they're enemies, so we can't have anyone there. I don't know though. I mean, so far I feel like Ellen has been cool. I don't really see a reason why she wouldn't have to work. She wouldn't 
would benefit from working with Ellen. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I feel like he is kind of the one that's been really nice to her. Maybe it is just all ploy in his mind, or maybe he is devious and he is, you know, he does have his own, uh, you know, secret intentions or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like so far he's been pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> and, and you know, and you know, she decides to be both the mechanic and the spotter. Doesn't really work out though. Um, I mean, in all honesty, it probably would have worked out if Suleta also wasn't a victim of the slow-acting mask spray. Um, you know, there's 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 a few points off of that, but just to stay on this real quick, um, you know, because Mia Reina obviously, honestly, was doing a pretty good job. Um, and again, the reason it didn't work is because then Suleta couldn't see, and it's like, well, ugh, ugh. I mean, you know, even with Choo Choo last time, where she had a, uh, an actual mechanic and a spotter, couldn't do it either, because you can't see, we're blind. They were getting better, though. You know, and I feel like if they kept going, probably wouldn't be able to do it. But we have this, we have the pivotal moment in the episode where, um, where, where Slota breaks down. She completely breaks down and she's like, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it. You know, she's crying. She's like, this isn't for me. You know, I just, I didn't want to stand out. I just wanted to graduate and, you know, do what I had to do. And I, I don't, I don't have any friends. I don't, you know, like, like nothing is working i don't want to duel anymore i don't i i, I, I don't like it and you know me and is trying her best to bam and up and be like hey you're gonna you're just gonna give up what about this don't you have dreams don't you have you know you're gonna build a school what's what, what, what's happening what, what, what you know what, what are you doing about that you know and you know she she's she able to pump her up enough to get her to go back to the starting position but um the the other side to that coin is Choo Choo finally losing it and her jumping out of her mobile suit and just punching just decking one of the two girls that you know you know put the spray on the thing you know because she's just like you you don't you don't share anyone's dreams like like you don't get to do stuff like this you know you 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 do not understand you know because choo choo uh you know again uh, just just on a surface level it's a bonding moment because she realizes that oh i always put suleta as the category of a spation and so i hated her but she's also kind of an outsider like us you know she's not an earthian but other spations don't like her because she's from mercury not only is she from mercury but she's also kind of breaking the foundation a little bit by becoming the holder you know so she is also an outcast just like us so on the surface level there's kind of a way to bond but on a deeper level suleta sharing the dreams of her people back home right that, that's the reason she's doing it choo choo same thing she's sharing the dreams from the people back on earth right that's the reason she's doing what she's doing so not that they're the same character but there are points there that kind of you can you can see like the gear shifting in Choo Choo's mind about like she's she she's not like other patients you know Nika was right where it's like hey Slut is different she doesn't look down on us you know she she's just <laughs> she's she's just a person and she treats us like people you know um, something that people in real life could 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 learn a thing or two about you know from from this anime <laughs> um, but uh let's see what else do we have um yeah so that's, that's pretty much it and then it ends with um you know nika wanting so to join the earth house and they all look to choo choo because it's like 
we're all pretty cool with it, but how, how, how does Choo Choo feel? And Choo Choo's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're in the same grade, but, you know, I, you know I'm going to be your house senior, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's basically her being like, yeah, whatever, that, that's fine. You know, and then, uh, and then Soleta saying thank you and her not saying it loudly enough for Choo Choo. So Choo Choo kind of turns her head and is like, speak up, you know, and, and, and that's a, that's a cute little moment because it's her being kind of playful with her, but it's also like, hey, I just said I'm your senior, so I'm going to give you an order. Again, it's, it's, it's very playful, but it, but it is at the same time accepting where it's like, I'm, I'm, I gave you this, you know, quote unquote order just now because you are part of the house. And so that's, you know, again, it, it's very nice. Um, and so she's part of Earth House now because Mercury doesn't, doesn't have a house, I guess. Um, you know, there's no one there. So she has no one to ask. So she's going to other people being like, hey, <laughs> come on, help me out here. Um, but it's nice that the Earth people, you know, like, you know, that's, that's a very classic, um, like, aspect of storytelling where it's like, hey, we're going to have this group of people that are kind of like the outcasts or the outsiders or the underdogs. And when they all get together, miracles happen, you know, where they all understand each other because they're not attached from status or from wealth or from birth or whatever it's like no we're i mean technically they are all earthians but we're together because we know what it's like to be in each other's shoes and so that's why our, our bond is so heavy and why we actually have each other's backs like we're not going to turn turn on each other just for our own personal benefit you know like we actually care about each other um so that's that's really nice you know again i'm i love the show man it, it's great you know like throughout Throughout the whole episode, I'm just like, I'm just smiling the whole time. Like, oh, this show is fantastic, you know? So, um, we'll see what happens with next episode. You know, you know, this, this closed some stuff up, but also opened some stuff up. You know, it does feel like a nice, I don't want to say transition because transition makes it sound like nothing of importance happened, but that's completely the opposite. But it does feel like this is the ending of a section of the show and a, the, the beginning of a new section of the show with, you know, with her joining House Earth it's like okay now now we have a team we're hopefully going to learn more about these other characters i love learning about more characters and um uh yeah we're gonna learn more about the characters you have some like camaraderie some house camaraderie and um start passing these tests you know start start killing it right um so yeah very excited very excited for episode five um and that is it not another isekai um think again a very good season still we dropped one show um again i don't, I don't ever plan on dropping shows it just kind of happens like i said there might be another show or two that i end up dropping um you know the you know i'd say really at this point the only other show that i am in the vicinity of dropping is eminence and shadow which is funny because that's our other isekai <laughs> of the you know of the season but um you know i'm not i'm you know i'm not close i'm not close to dropping it you know i'm um, you know, it is probably on, on like the bottom of the totem pole right now. So, but we'll, we'll see, you know, again, I'm, 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 I'm still drawing all the shows for the most part. Um, I'd love to see, I'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on each of these episodes. Um, I'd also love to, you know, you know, like I said, if there's any shows that are airing this season that I should definitely be watching and I'm not, please let me know because I only know so much, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I scour the season and I look at all the shows that I want to watch and these are the ones I came up with. Um, but there's something out there that I don't know. Let me know. You know, always, always here for that. Um, 
yeah you know let me know I, like i said we're third away into the season i'd love to know your guys predictions not only on specific episodes but also where you think shows are going to go um where you think the season is going to shake out and uh yeah yeah having a good time um i think that's it that's it um yeah so excited for all the episodes make sure to watch the other episodes for next week and um yeah that is it until next time gonna do up this next episode of not another isekai you can find it on the tiger t youtube channel as well as uh, some other podcast services and uh yeah until next time make sure to watch more anime <laughs>